Blog Talk Radio. You know, church has become so commercial until we have gotten away from its true purpose. It has become such big business until we allow people to operate and function as long as they have something to bring to the table. People are now more concerned about recording and living in life of the rich and famous rather than knowing Jesus. For the true purpose of the church is whole business, not big business. I don't know about you, but I would rather have nothing and no Jesus than to have everything and not know Jesus. You need to confess it today. Good evening. Thank you for tuning in to the Light of Portland broadcast with Pastor Kimberly Black from Greater St. Stephen Missionary Baptist Church in Portland, Oregon. Do you know Jesus? Did you know he could live in your heart if you invite him in? the next song you hear prepare to be blessed of the Lord prepare for a move of Holy Spirit prepare to know Jesus in your heart can leave you feeling low and you don't know how to move forward and sometimes there are turns you want to take but the way gets hard to trace now you're wondering how did you get here but don't you give up until you see how God is ordering your steps so you can walk into your seats. He that has begun a great work in you is faithful to perform. God is faithful to perform. He that has begun a great work in you is faithful to perform. Our God is faithful. What he planted inside of you 
greatness exceeding abundantly more than we can imagine but let me assure you that it's great and our God is faith yes Lord yes you're great Yes,
Good evening and welcome to the Light of Portland. I am your host, Pastor Kimberly Black, and this is the day that the Lord has made and, and we will rejoice and be glad in it. Thank you for joining us on tonight. We are so honored that you took out the time to worship the Lord our God with us. We are so excited to share this platform with so many men and women across this great country. We're grateful to the Butterfields. We are grateful to the Butterfields for sharing this platform with us. We are thankful to our sister, our friend, Pastor Sherelle Pennington. We thank God for you, my sister. And we honor um, our speaker on tonight, Bishop Tyrone Washington. Welcome to the Light of Portland. We're so grateful to our sister, Pastor Pamela Laws, who preaches to us every, preaches for us. She don't preach to us, she preaches for us because we've been helped by the word from the woman of God. She preaches for us every third Sunday of the month, and we are excited about that to Elder Ketty Copeland, Elder Bruce Mitchell, Elder Demetrius Devers, Elder Catherine Brown, Elder James Wooten, Pastor J.W. Friday, to the men and women of God that share this platform. We honor God for the gift that's in you. We are in store for a treat tonight. I'm excited about what God has been doing for us on the light of Portland. As you know, um, there's a lot of women that preach on this broadcast, and every now and then um, we just we just need to hear from our brethren, amen. And so if you have been with me all month, you know that we've been celebrating Black history, and every Sunday for this month of February, we have had a strong, powerful African-American brother preach the word of God. And so tonight, you're going to be in store for another word tonight. Um, from our speaker. I am going to make a few announcements and then I'll yield this call over to Pastor Pamela Laws and we'll go from there on tonight. The Portland Jobs and Justice will be having their faith labor breakfast. Organize, unite, and win. Their special guest will be Christina Stevenson. She is the Oregon Labor Commissioner. This will be Tuesday, February 21st from 7.30 to 9 o'clock a.m. at the St. Andrew's Catholic Church. St. Andrew's Catholic Church is located at 806 North Alberta Street. A light breakfast will be provided. The donation is $25. That's Tuesday, February 21st from 7.30 to 9 o'clock a.m. at the St. Andrew's Catholic Church. And then the second annual Interfaith Black Clergy Prayer Breakfast will be on Friday, February 24th from 9 to 11 a.m. at the Embassy Suite. Embassy Suite is located at 7900 North Northeast 82nd Avenue, Portland, Oregon. Um, they have a lineup of guest speakers and their special honorees this year, Bishop Archie Hopkins Sr., Bishop Probasco, Richard Probasco, former Governor Kate Brown, Iman, Iman, Michael Shabazz, 
and retired educator Joyce Smith. That is Friday, February the 24th from 9 to 11 at Embassy Suites. Also want to let you know that the African American Health Initiatives are starting back up with their blood pressure awareness, and they are inviting all of us to come and bowl. That's March the 11th from 1.30 to 4 o'clock p.m. at the Kingpin's Bowling Alley, which is located at 3550 Southeast 92nd Avenue. The $10 donation. And for more information and to make your reservation, you need to contact Sally Stevens. Her telephone number is 971-269-6902. That's the African American Health Initiative Blood Pressure Wellness. They will be bowling on March the 11th from 1.30 to 4 o'clock at the Kingpin's Bowling Alley. To get more information to RSVP, you can call or text Sally Stevens at 971-269-6902. It is my honor, my privilege at this time to welcome to the line our friend and my sister, Pastor Pamela Laws, who's going to take us to the throne of grace. She's going to introduce our speaker, and then we will be receiving the word of the Lord. Remember my saying, if there's praying in the pews, there's preaching in the pulpit. So make your couch, your recliner, your bed, the chair, your pew, because the man of God is sure enough going to make his desk, his dining room table, the couch, his pulpit. Pastor Laws, I yield this call over to you. Amen. God bless you, woman of God. Can you hear me clearly? Yes, ma'am, we can. Amen. Well, bless the Lord. Um, Praise God, Blog Talk. We are super excited to be here tonight to share the very word of God. And um, I'm super excited to introduce, I think this may be his first or maybe second time, um, because I've been with Blog Talk several years. Um, my bishop, a man that I have, have served with and under for almost 15 years now, maybe right at 15 years, a man here in Mableton, Georgia, um, a true man of God, a lover of God's people. Uh, he's a pastor, pastor, a man has, has taught me, encouraged me, a man, and pushed me um, uh, and just keep just keeps encouraging me to go forth in the word. Uh, uh, I'm excited for uh, what God is going to do in and through uh, my bishop tonight. And amen. I'm, I'm uh, next to his wife. I'm the number one cheerleader. Amen for my bishop. So before um, I, I bring the man of God, um, I, I just want to uh, let him know amen, that I love him and I appreciate him so much for continuing to be who he is, and uh, uh, without further ado, I present to you um, and introduce to some my bishop, Bishop uh, Tyrone Washington Sr., amen. Well, gracious and eternal Father, God, we thank you once again, oh God, uh, uh, for just continuing to be who you are. Father, we thank you 
this evening, oh God, for uh, another day that you've allowed us to see, God, one we've never seen before and one we'll never see again. Father, we are grateful this evening, oh God, that we get the opportunity, oh God, Father, to come before your throne of grace. I thank you this day, God, because you don't you don't limit us. Hallelujah. And the times that we can call upon you, God, you you don't charge it against us, oh God, when when we are, are seen to be between a rock and a hard place. And God, we desire to call on you, God, late in the midnight hour, God, early in the morning. I thank you. Your word declares to us. You have inclined your ear to hear the cries of your children, and I thank you, Father, that you hear us just like Jesus said every time you call, God, but for those that are listening tonight, God, but for those family members, God, that have yet to accept you as their Lord and as their Savior, God, Father, we call for power tonight, God, in the name of Jesus, God, to shake them, to to stir them, oh God, unto every good word and work. God, I thank you. Amen. For the leaders, hallelujah, Father, that you have called for such a time as this. I thank you for the Butterfields. Father, I thank you uh, for Pastor Pennington, oh God, and, and Pastor Black, God, and every uh, uh, leader and pastor and, and preacher, oh God, that makes up the blog talk leadership. Father, I thank you for them tonight, oh God. Father, that as you continue to cover their homes, oh God, as they continue to do what you have called them to do, God. Uh, some of them, God, may have been preparing to go to bed, oh God, I thank you. Uh, 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 some of them, oh Father, are preparing their children for school tomorrow. Father, I thank you. Some some uh, uh, are at work tonight, oh God, but I thank you because you're so awesome. You are everywhere at the same time, and so God, I thank you. Father, for keeping their bodies healthy. Father, I thank you. I thank you for the vessels, God, that you are using, God, these instruments of worship, God, these instruments of exaltation, God, that you are using them, oh God. Father, for such a time as this, God, for we need them, oh God. Father, I thank you for giving them strength, God, covering them from the head, uh, God, to the soles of their feet. Father, we thank you, covering their homes tonight, God, and their children. Father, thank you, covering their wives and, and their husbands. Father, we thank you in the name of Jesus. We ask, oh, God, that you protect their ministries, oh, God. I thank you, hallelujah, for the Shamar prophets, God, that are standing at the gates, oh, God. Ah, Lord, I thank you for those that are keeping watch, God. Father, those that are praying without ceasing, Father, I thank you for them tonight, oh, God. Father, in the name of Jesus, God, that they not be weary. Hallelujah and well-doing, oh God. For, Father, for we know in due season, God, you said they're going to reap. Father, if they faint not, oh God. So I ask that you would give them strength, oh God. Hallelujah, Father, that you would protect tonight, oh God. Father, in the name of Jesus, the song, the song just played that said that you are doing a great work, God. In them, God. Father, keep on doing great things. Hallelujah, God. Keep on doing great things in them, oh God. Father, for you have begun, uh, Father, a great work, and I know that you're able, oh God, to complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. God, we stand tonight, oh God. Hallelujah. 
stop, Father, thanking you, God, for every blog talk uh, listener tonight, God, every family member that supports, oh, God, and encourages, oh, God, whether they be with us in the physical, God, or those that have chimed in from all over the world, God, we thank you for them tonight, oh, God. Father, we ask that you would bless their homes, oh, God that you will allow their homes to be homes of peace. And, Father, in homes of prayer, God, we come against distractions tonight, oh, God. Father, in the name of Jesus, God, anything that was, and anyone, oh, God, that would hinder them, oh, God, Father, from hearing your word, God, that will hinder them, oh, God, from being activated tonight in the name of Jesus, oh, God. Father, to do what you have called them to do, God, I thank you, Father, for those that are walking upright, oh, God, Father, according to your word, God, I thank you, Father, for those tonight, God, that are staying in the press, God, that are pushing past the weariness, oh, not, oh God, because they know there is a word from the Lord, God, I thank you, Father, for those that are being elevated, oh, God, tonight in the name of Jesus, God, I ask that you would bless their going out, oh, God, Father, and bless their going in, Father, we believe it, we believe it, God, I thank you for growth. In blog talk tonight, God, I thank you for growth, Father, in this ministry. Father, this year in the name of Jesus, God, growth in receiving preachers and teachers, God. Growth in receiving prayer warriors tonight, oh God. Father, growth in receiving listeners tonight, God. Oh, Father, we thank you. Father, we thank you. Father, for we're all growing in this, oh God. Father, all of our faith is going to another level, oh God. Father, because we've come on one accord, oh God. Father, we've locked arm and arm, God, in the spirit, God. We thank you. You said that when two or three are gathered together in your name, oh God. Father, that you would be in the midst. And so, Father, we thank you, oh God. Father, for your anointing resting in this space tonight, God. In the name of Jesus. Father, and we celebrate, oh God. Father, for every chain being broken tonight, oh God. Father, we celebrate God's shackles, hallelujah, being loose tonight, God, in the name of Jesus. God, we celebrate freedom tonight, God, for whom the Son sets free, hallelujah, is free indeed. And so we serve the enemy. Notice tonight, God, hallelujah. Father, that every evil influence, oh God, oh God, the spirit of pride, God, Father, the spirit of self-sabotage, we come against it tonight in the name of Jesus, the spirit of suicide, Father, that it cease and assist tonight, oh God, Father, the spirit of depression, God, Father, it has no space here, God, Father, we thank you as we come against the spirit of Jezebel, oh God, the seducing spirit, God, will cease in assist, God. We thank you for that sneaky spirit, God, that we come against Absalom tonight, God, that he called out, oh God, Father, that he's exposed tonight, God, in the name of Jesus, God, the Korah spirit, God, Father, that stands bold, God, but not knowing, oh God, that we stand tonight, God, firm and flat-footed, oh God, ready to declare that you are our God, and beside you there is no other God. And where the python spirit, God thought that he would choke the life out of us, we thank you that you have given us power over serpent God. Father, to be able to stop on their heads, oh God. Hallelujah. Even in your word says that we could be bent 
your heart and the spirit. So, God, we thank you, Father, for the anointing. We thank you, oh, God, for your spirit, God. you for it tonight, God. Father, we ask that you would bless the man of God. Father, as he goes forth, Father, and to do, Father, what you have called him to do, I thank you for this assignment, oh God, and I thank you in advance, God, for all of those that will be blessed, hallelujah, healed, set free, and delivered. Father, we love you tonight, oh God. Father, with all of our hearts, and we will not take it back. It's these and other blessings we ask in Jesus Christ. Your name we pray, and for his sake we say amen, amen, amen. Hallelujah. Glory to your name, God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. You get the glory. Hallelujah, hallelujah. You get the praise. Thank you, God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. You get the glory. Hallelujah. You get to pray, hallelujah, forever you get the glory, hallelujah, God to get it, hallelujah, you get the glory, hallelujah, you get to pray, when the healing comes, you get the glory when the freedom comes. You get the praise when the judgment comes. You get the glory. Hallelujah. You get the praise. Nobody else for you. Nobody else for you. Nobody else. Bishop Washington, Pastor Law, you are live on the line. Amen. Bless the Lord. Bishop, are you there? Bishop, I'm not able to hear you if you're speaking, sir. Bishop, please press one on your phone so that we can bring you on live. And if you are muted, you can unmute your phone. Okay. Bishop Washington. Amen. I'm on. Can you hear me now? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Amen. Amen. Well, the devil is alive. We still bless the Lord on tonight. <laughs> Amen. 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 Well, we praise God 
panel tonight. Again, I am uh, uh, so humbled and honored to be a part of the Portland broadcast tonight with the Butterfields and Pastor Pennington and Pastor Black. Uh, again, just appreciate you, and I'm always honored and humbled to be sharing and to be with uh, our dear sister and pastor, Pastor Pamela Laws, who is an awesome woman of God. And I tell you in the introduction, she said some things. I tell you, um, the feeling is mutual, Pastor. And so, again, I thank God for our lives connecting and crossing. Uh, I'm so, again, always honored and humbled to be uh, sharing the very word of God tonight. And, and again, when I was given the task to do so, again, I, I don't take it lightly. And again, I thank God for all of those who have shared before. And I heard all of the names that have shared before. And I want to thank God for all of them being on the broadcast and just giving the word because we understand that one word could change your life. And so tonight, um, I want to um, just share um, from the book of First Samuel chapter 17. And just want to talk a little bit about your past has prepared you for your present. Your past has prepared you for your presence. Well, what do you mean, Bishop? I mean that there are some things that you have gone through that is allowing you to be able to defeat the enemy in this present time. That, you know, I know the scripture says that we should forget those things that are behind me and press on. But here tonight, today, I want us to really think about the fact that sometimes you have to peek back and look back at the things that God has brought you through for some encouragement. And tonight, I say to you in this Portland broadcast that I wish that you would just grab a hold of some of those things that God has allowed you to have victory in, that if the enemy had his way, you and I wouldn't be here today. And so here in this 17th chapter of First Samuel, we're going to be talking about David. And as many of us understand, David, again, even from the very beginning, um, did not look the part according to the world standards. But I want us all to know that, guess what? The standard of God and the standard of the world is two different standards. Sometimes in your life when folk looked at you and thought that you weren't worth anything, God looked at you and said that you were the apple of my eye, just like he did for David. And so tonight I'm so glad that God always encourages us, even when we are going through some things sometimes, that God always lets us know that he's there and that he's a God that keeps his promises. And I don't know about you, but I'm glad that God keeps his promises because some folk say things that sometimes, hallelujah, they can't hold to the promises that they make to us. But guess what? I'm so glad that God always keeps his promises. And you know what I'm grateful to God for, uh, Pastor Black and Pastor uh, Laws, is that God, hallelujah, never uh, uh, allows those things that I've done to come upon me. I'm so glad that he's placed our sins into the sea of forgetfulness, that I was favored by God before I really understood that I was favored by God. And so here, when we look at this 17th chapter of 1 Samuel, we find in the beginning that there was a battle going on between the Philistines and 
and between the people of God, between Saul and the and the armies of God. And so when we see in this season that there's a lot of times that 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 so many times we're going to be faced with things that are always bigger than us. And mostly in the 17th chapter, most of the time people uh, uh, deal with the fact of David in this chapter being before Goliath. But there were several things that took place prior to uh, 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 David getting before Goliath. David, hallelujah, who uh, again was told by his father to go and bring some, some victuals to his brothers while they were out on the battlefield. And these brothers, who were David's biological brothers, didn't like David because David, number one, was favored by God. And so tonight I want you to know that there's going to be times where people aren't going to like you because you're favored by God. But guess what? You stay the course. Don't you lose heart. Don't you give up. Don't you quit in spite of what folks say because guess what? It really doesn't matter about what man says but what God says about you. And so David didn't allow those things that, hallelujah, his brothers felt about him, my daddy felt about him, because when he was, uh, 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 you know, when the prophet was sent to anoint David as king, his daddy even forgot that he had another son. He's, you know, after after the prophet poured the oil on those first seven boys and the oil didn't flow like it needed to flow, the prophet said, Jesse, do you have another son? There must be somebody else, because I know that God sent me here to anoint the next king. And then and then, then David finally came to mind that, that, yeah, I got another son, but, you know, inside of Jesse, it, it, he's saying to himself, he can't be the one because he don't look the part like these others. And tonight, I stopped by on my way to heaven to encourage somebody, even though you don't look the part, you're the right person for the job, that you've been favored by God, that God has allowed you to come through some things, hallelujah, allowed you to deal with some stuff because you have been a anointed for the task. God has anointed you for the task. He has favored you for the task. He has allowed you to be in a place that, guess what, somebody else can only dream of. Now, I know that you're you're looking at some of the things that you've gone through, and, and, and you may be saying, it can't be me, but I stopped by to tell you that, yes, it is you. It is you that God is causing uh, to be prosperous in this season. He's causing you to be the very one that gives somebody a word from the Lord, and I don't, I, I don't know what your education background may be. I don't know what your pedigree may be, but guess what? All of those things don't matter to God. It reminds me also of Moses when God called Moses on the backside of a mountain. The only thing Moses could talk about was that he couldn't speak that well, not realizing that God had given him the mouth that he had, that God knows everything about you. And so I want you to know, again, that your past has prepared prepared you for where you are in the present situation. We're in a time now that our world has made a great change, and we have to allow God, uh, allow ourselves to be led by God. But here again in this 17th chapter, David, again, uh, 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 is, 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 has been told to go out and bring these brothers who did not like him something to eat, and that David, hallelujah, was not liked by his brothers, but he was loved by God. And so when we get to the fact in this 17th chapter, it goes on to say in verse number 15, it says, But David went and returned from Saul to feed his father's sheep at Bethlehem. And the Philistines drew near 
uh, uh, morning and evening, and presented himself forty days. Now this Philistine, this this nine foot nine inch tall giant, who again had the others on on lockdown, had the others in fear. And, and I want you to know that guess what? Don't you allow the spirit of fear to stop you from moving forward in the things of God. This Philistine represents things that will try to stop you from again moving in the things of God. Know that, Hallelujah, on the others. This when he would uh, talk and he would speak loudly, glory to God, that he put fear in the others who were there already on the battlefield. But I want you to know that God is causing you and I to be in some places that, guess what, whatever is misaligned with God, that you are the one that have been prepared for this present time to allow the kingdom to be aligned with what God wants done in the earth realm. It goes on to say in verse number 17, and Jesse, and Jesse said to David, his son, take now for thy brethren an ephod of, pre, of, of perched corn, and these ten loaves, and run to the camp to the brethren, and carry these ten cheese unto the captain of their thousands, and look how they brother, and look how the brethren fare and take their pledge. Now Saul and they and all the men of Israel were in the valley of Elah fighting with the Philistines. And David rose up early in the morning, and he left the sheep with a keeper, and took and went to uh, uh, and as Jesse had commanded him. And he came to the trench as the host was going forth to fight, and shouted from the battle. And so here we see uh, uh, David being in obedience to the very fact that his father told him to go and bring something to eat to his brothers that were out in the battle. And I want you to know today that one of the key ingredients to you being able to operate in this present time is being obedient to the very word of God. Since you and I have been favored by God, since you and I have been anointed for the task of by God, we must be obedient to the very word of God. It goes on to say in verse 21, for Israel and the Philistines had put the battle in array against, uh, 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 array army against army. And David left his carriage in the hands of the keeper and the carriage and ran into the army and came and saluted his brethren. And so David is now out in the midst of the battle. Verse 23 says, and as he talked with them, behold, there came up the champion, the Philistine of Gath, Goliath by name out of the armies of the Philistine and spake according to the same word and David heard him. And so I want you to know that there's some things that is going to come up in this season that's going to look bigger than you. There's some things that, hallelujah, that's going to be coming from everywhere that seem like you can't handle it. But I, I want to encourage you to let you know again, since you've been favored and anointed by God, whatever comes up, guess what? God has already prepared you. 
I like what Isaiah 59 and 19 says. It says these words. When the enemy, now this is the second half of that verse. When the enemy comes in like a flood, that the spirit of the Lord will lift up a standard against you. I want you to know that you have a greater one on the inside of you that will help you, hallelujah, deal with whatever shows up that seems to be bigger than you. Know that whatever seems to be bigger than you, it's just right for your God, that God has prepared you for such a time as this, that God has allowed you to have gone through some battles and gone through some situations to prepare you for this time of going through and being with before Goliath. Verse 23 says, and as he talked with them, behold, there came, and we'll read it again, a champion of the Philistines of Gath, Goliath by name, out of the armies of the Philistines, and spake according to the same word. Then David heard them, and, and all the men of Israel, when they saw the man, fouled, fell, uh, fled from him. And was so afraid. And see, we got to see, we got to be careful. We can't allow the spirit of fear to grip us in this season. So many things are coming across the airways. So many things are coming across, hallelujah, the different social media platforms trying to get us to the place where we are not paying attention to God. I want you to know in this season, because God has prepared you even before 2020, even before the pandemic hit, there was preparation going on. I want you to know it's game time. It is time now. We're on the field. The ball has been hallelujah hyped and we're on the field and it's time to run the touchdown because guess what? Guess what? The enemy hallelujah has beefed up his attack but I want you to know that God is has not relinquished his authority to no one. That you can't allow fear to grip us in this season. The Bible says that God has not given us the spirit of fear, but the spirit of power, love, and a sound mind. Now, verse 25 says, and the men of Israel said, have you seen this man that is come up surely to defy Israel? He come up, and it shall be that the man who killeth him, the king will enrich him with great riches and will give him his daughter and make his father's house free in Israel. I want you to know that when you obey God, when you stand for God, that there's a blessing in your standing, that there's, there's a release of God's promises when you and I stand because God has prepared you for such a time as this. When you allow yourself not to be gripped by the devil, but when you can stand flat-footed and, and, and let the enemy know that come again, hell or high water, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. I guess I want you to know tonight, I tell you that no matter what shows up in your life, that greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. Know that here we see these men who, again, was afraid. They allowed themselves to be gripped by the fact that this this giant, this, this large man was, hallelujah, bigger than them. But guess what? You got to see your God as being bigger than whatever comes against you. Now, verse 26 says, and David spake to the men and stood by him, saying, What shall be done to the man that killeth the Philistine? And taketh away the reproach 
from Israel. Now, now you got to know that here David is defending the very fact that, guess what? God, God's standard is on the line. God's standard is on the line, that we must always be ready to defend the gospel. We must always be ready to align things back to what God has said they should be. Know that, again, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it's being done in heaven. Well, Bishop, how do, hallelujah, the kingdom of God come on earth? How do heaven come through earth? It comes through you with your Holy Ghost filled self. It comes through you with your God-favored anointed self. You pull the kingdom down and bring it on earth. You are the one that aligns everything that's misaligned, hallelujah, here on earth. You align it back by the word of God. You align it back by being obedient to the very word of God. God has prepared you for such a time as this to align everything that is out of order. If you got your house out of order, speak, and guess what? Things got to change. He said, whatever you say, you shall have. Whatever you ask in my name, I will do. Know that God is right there inclining his ear to hear every time you speak, but it must be aligned in obedience to God's word. God is not going to do some things if it does not line up with his word. Did not he say he watches over his word to perform it, that his word won't return, return unto him void, but it will accomplish wherever he sent his word. And tonight, I send the very word of God to every situation, to every hearer, to every believer, to every saint that's on this line tonight, that God, hallelujah, has sent his word to heal all your diseases. God has sent his word to bring wayward children back home. God has sent his word to be the lifter of every bowed down head. God has sent his word to bring you some joy because the joy of the Lord is your strength. That God has prepared you, hallelujah, to be able to allow yourself to be like David who encouraged himself even though he had went through some stuff, hallelujah, that you can be encouraged and be an encourager. Now, when we get to verse number 28, it says, and Eliab, his eldest brother, heard when he spake, talking about David, and unto the men, and Eliab, anger was kindled against David. And he said, why comest thou down hither? And with whom hast thou left those few sheep in the wilderness? I know thy pride and thy, thy naughtiness of thine heart. For thou art come down that thou mightest see the battle. Now, when we get to verse 28, here in the scriptures, I believe that God, hallelujah, was letting those of us who, again, been prepared by God for such a time of this to let us know that there are going to be some haters. There are going to be some folk that's not going to like you, that's, that's not going to appreciate the anointing and the favor of God that's upon your life. But I'm, I'm so glad that the scripture says that. God prepares a table before me in the presence of my enemy. God has anointed our heads with oil and our cup is running over. I want you to know tonight that even though David's brother did not like him because he was favored by God, that guess what? It ain't about, again, what they think. It's about who God has made you and I to be. And so tonight, be prepared, hallelujah, to walk in your destiny. Be prepared to walk in this present age in spite of 
what the enemy tried to throw at you. Now, when we get over to verse number 32, it says, And David said to Saul, Let no man's heart fall because of him. Thy servant will go and fight with this Philistine. Now, we got these who, are again, who are out on the battlefield, who looked apart, who had all the right armor according to the world's standard, who had all things, hallelujah, that they thought that they needed. They had some swords and some shields. They, they had some armor on. They even tried at one point to put their armor on David. But I want you to know in this season that somebody else's anointing can't work for you in your time. Come on, somebody. You got to know that when God has called you, he has already equipped you for this season, that you don't have to look like, act like, sing like, be like, dance like anybody else, because the same God that created them in their anointing, he created you with your anointing and with whatever skill he has called you to do. Come on, somebody. Don't you worry about what somebody else has. Don't you worry about somebody else's sword or shield. Use what you got. That's a word for somebody right there. Use what you have. Use what you have, and what you have will work. Glory to God. You don't have to wait to try that somebody else gives you something God has already given you everything that you need. Verse 33 says, and Saul said to David, thou art not able to go against this Philistine to fight with him, for thou art but a youth. And he, a man of war from his youth. Now, now here we see here, hallelujah, that Saul didn't understand that David knew how to fight in spite of how they saw him fighting. Glory to God. In other words, that there are folk who are going to try to tell you how to do a God-given job that's been given to God by you. Folk can't tell you how to do a God, a God kind of job. Guess what? Because they ain't God. <laughs> Saul trying to say to David that you can't fight this Philistine because guess what? Looking like you look, the size that you are, the, 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 the skills that you have, guess what? Don't match up to this Philistine that's before you. But I'm here to tell you that you and God is the majority. That you and God can conquer anything. God said that because he's in you, you are an overcomer, that you, he has overcome, and because you are in him and he's in you, you can overcome anything that comes against you. Saul didn't understand David's God. Saul didn't understand the mere fact that David was anointed to fight this battle. David was anointed because God had said so, not because Saul didn't think so. It was because God had already said so. Verse 34 said, and David said unto Saul, thy servant kept his father's sheep. <laughs> and there came a lion and a bear and took a lamb out of the flock. Verse 35 said, and I went out after him, David trying to let him know I ain't never scared, <laughs> and smote him and delivered it out of the mouth. And when he arose against me, I caught him <laughs> by his beard and smote him and slew him. See, you got to understand that there's some things that you've already smoted. There's some things you've already told out. There's some things you've already defeated. There's some situations that God has already brought you through. There's some times when it looked like you wasn't going to make it. God has prepared you from those times for this present time. God has allowed you to go through those 
those things because guess what? If he did it then, he's the same God yesterday, today, and forever. If he saved you then, he's doing the same thing. If he delivered you then, he's doing the same thing. If he gave you power and strength then, he's still the same God. David is trying to let Saul know that guess what? I've had an experience with God that when a bear and a lion showed up trying to take out one of the sheep, God gave me the authority. God gave me the ability. God gave me the know-how and the skill to take out the lion and the bear. And so here we go to verse 36. And thy servant slew both the lion and the bear. And this uncircumcised Philistine shall be as one of them, seeing that he defied the armies of the living God. David is saying, be come against me because he come against my God. Guess what? I ain't let nothing come against me and my God. I'm going to stand in the gap. I'm not going to let the devil, hallelujah, stop me from serving the Lord. I'm not going to let this uncircumcised Philistine stop anything that God is trying to get done. I want you to know tonight that you have the ability and the authority to stand and tread upon serpents. You have the ability to speak to demons. You have the ability and the authority to lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. You have the ability to anoint folk with oil and speak life unto them. Hallelujah. That David here, hallelujah, is letting Saul know that guess what? I've already had an experience that guess what? If those experiences turn out like this one, I know they're about those experience, this experience is going to turn out like that one because the same God that slew the lion and the bear is the same God that's going to take out this uncircumcised Philistine. And so 37 says, and David says, moreover, the Lord that delivered me <laughs> out of the paws of the lion and out of the paws of the bear, <laughs> he will deliver me out of the hand of this Philistine. And Saul said unto David, go, and the Lord be with thee. See, Saul had to get to a point and say, guess what, I, I, we scared, we ain't doing nothing. Now, the scripture don't say this, but I believe that Saul had to get to the place. Ain't none of us doing nothing. Somebody got to do something. And so if God is going to allow you to do it, go about your business, David. Verse 38, and, and Saul armed with David and, and, and with the, his armor, and he put on helmet of brass upon his head. Also, he armed him with a coat of nails, <laughs> and David girded his sword upon his armor, and he arrayed, he essayed he to go, for he had not proved it. And David said unto Saul, I cannot go with these, for I am not proved them, <laughs> for I have not proved them. And David put them off. In other words, what David is saying in this particular 39th verse, that these things I am not skilled to use. Come on, somebody. You got to know that, guess what? You can't take another man, as we said earlier, and try to do the work of the Lord because it ain't going to work. Saul tried to use his stuff and put it on David in order to fight a God kind of fight. Guess what? The stuff just didn't fit for David's fight that God have you already with what you need. Verse 40 says, and he took his staff and his hand and chose him five smooth stones out of the brook. <laughs> and he put them in his shepherd's bag, which he had, 
even in the script, and his sling was in his hand. And he drew near the Philistine. Now, 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 David realized that saw armor ain't going to work. I'm going to use what I've been using all the time. I'm going to use what God already has me skilled with. And I say to those who are listening tonight on this Portland broadcast, use what God already has in your care. Make sure that you got a shepherd's bag. In other words, make sure that you got some tools that when whatever shows up, that you are prepared to fight whatever shows up in David's shepherd bag was his stone and was the things that he needed to fight with. But in this present time, we got to make sure that we have a shepherd's bag. You got to make sure that inside of your bag, again, is some anointing on. Make sure that you got some prayers tied up inside of your shepherd bag. Make sure that you got the word of God inside of your shepherd bag. Because David, hallelujah, went to the brook and and the brook is where water is, and he got him five smooth stones. What he's saying here in the scripture is that everything you need is in the word. The water in the brook represents the very word of God. In other words, David was able to go into the word or into the water, get what he needs out of the water or out of the word in order to defy or defeat this Philistine. Today I say to you, make sure that you stick to the word. Make sure that you stay obedient, that because you're staying obedient, God is going to give you out of his word what you need to stand before the Goliaths that's in your life, that you and I have been built for this. You and I have been built for such a time as this. You and I have all authority from heaven to be able to fight this uncircumcised Philistine. And so, my brothers and sisters, tonight, I hope this word has encouraged you. I hope that you're in a place to believe. God for the supernatural. I hope that you're in a place to change your mindset, that everything that the devil tries to throw at you in this season, that guess what? You are victorious because God has designed you and I to be successful in whatever state you find yourself in. Like Paul said, I'm going to be content. Well, Paul, tell us why you was content. I'm content because guess what? God did it. Hallelujah. You ought to tell somebody God did it. God did it before, and he's doing it right now. I don't care what happens in the world. We see so many things that are changing, and, and the world has changed. And, and I say this all the time, that folk are looking at the church, the ecclesia, and saying, I can't wait till the church get back to how it used to be. Guess what? Here's a little word from the Lord, that guess what? The church will never be the same anymore, because God has caused a changing of the gods. You better make sure that you stay in obedience. You better make sure that you stay in the presence of God in this season because guess what? The only way we're going to make it in this next stage where we are is you have to have an ear to hear the very sound of God's voice. He said, my sheep know my voice and a stranger they will not answer. I believe that David in this season was hearing the very voice of God even before, hallelujah, while he was fighting the lion and the bear, he was taking care of the sheep. In other words, David was doing the father business while God took care of his business. Know that in this season, you must allow yourself to take care of God's business and God don't take care of your business. Know that God will supply your every need according to his riches and glory. And so tonight as I leave you, I leave you with this, that you must be able to look to the hills from which cometh your help. 
because all your help comes from the Lord. Ultimately, this particular chapter ends out with David, hallelujah, uh, 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 defeating this Goliath. He's taking this, this this slingshot that he was skilled in using, and he and he he, he hits this this uncircumcised nine foot nine inch tall uh, Goliath who had been calling out forty days before uh, the armies of Israel. He had been calling out, invoking fear upon them. But guess what? Favor showed up. Hallelujah! David showed up. The anointing showed up and killed this uncircumcised Philistine. And after he killed him, now. I want you to pay attention as we get ready to close. Now, David could not handle Saul's armor. He couldn't handle his sword. He, he couldn't handle his armor. He, he couldn't handle his helmet. But when he killed the uncircumcised Philistine, he goes over and he takes the Philistine sword and cuts his head off. Well, what are you saying, Bishop? What I'm saying, when you have been anointed by God, hallelujah, when God has given you the ability, you can do something in the supernatural. He couldn't handle Saul's armor, but guess what? Now, he took the Philistine's sword, and he cuts his head off. In other words, he had some supernatural strength now. He was working in the strength of God and not in the strength of Saul. Come on, somebody. you got to know that when God has anointed you, you will do some stuff that is supernatural, not just natural. Glory to God. And so he takes his own sword, and he cuts the head off of this uncircumcised Philistine after he had killed him to prove to hallelujah to those that were watching that God is still able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we can ever ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. I hope tonight that you are blessed by this word. Do know that again, number one, that you have been favored by God. Number two, that God has anointed you for the task that you must stand in this season because your standing is going to help release some others because I believe that as David slew this giant before Saul and the rest of them Rudy Poos, that they got a place where they looked at David differently. I want you to know tonight because you took a stance and you protected the thing that God, hallelujah, hallelujah, which was God's deity, God's power, God's presence, you protected, hallelujah, those that God having you in your care that somebody got a chance to change their mind or change their heart towards God because you took a stance. And so my brother, my sister tonight, if you're listening, I want you to know that those things from your past has prepared you for the present victories that God will give you. I hope again that you'll be blessed. Pastor Laws, Pastor Black, Pastor Pennington, I turn it back over to you. God bless you. Have a great night. Amen. What amen. An, amen. What an awesome word on tonight. What a powerful word. I hope, my brothers and sisters, that you receive the word on the Lord tonight and you are ready. My word is get ready and stay ready. Be ready. And Bishop has given us the information tonight, given us the tools to have in our toolkit, to have our arsenal ready. We don't know when the giant is coming, but you got to stay ready. Amen. Thank you, Bishop, tonight for that word. Thank you, Pamela, Pastor Laws, for um, taking us to the throne of grace. I, I was just sitting here telling my family, I've, I've, now that I've got to bring Pastor Pamela, i got to bring Bishop Washington along with her, amen, to Oregon. So y'all get ready, get ready, get ready. Uh, we're going to have a good time in the Lord. 
thank you, my brothers and sisters, for tuning in tonight to the Light of Portland. Again, be blessed, my brother. Be blessed, my sister. And may the word of God equip you, empower you, strengthen you, encourage you, motivate you, lead you, and guide you to live holy and righteous before the Lord our God. I love you, and there's nothing you can do about it. Be blessed. Until next Sunday. Somebody turn to your neighbor and tell your neighbor, he's able. Tell somebody else, he's able. Y'all ready? Exceedingly, I find above all. All you could ask for, Y'all to help me sing. God.